Our text comes to us today from Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The word of the Lord. Holy God, we ask that you would do what only can be done by your spirit, which is to use your words to transform us closer into the image of the word made flesh, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Throughout the Thursdays of the semester, I will be preaching out of the Beatitudes which are, of course, the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which describes what life looks like under the reign of heaven, a reign that has already begun in Jesus Christ and will one day be fully realized. And the Beatitudes offer a glimpse to us of what it means to be a citizen of this reign of Christ. The interpretive words for each of them, of course, is the word blessed, the blessing or the grace that comes from living as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven is that it places you on a path that takes you somewhere you did not expect to go. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's not what we expected. What we expected was for Jesus to say, blessed are those who are poor in wealth or poor in health or poor in esteem because in heaven they'll be made whole. You have little in this life, great will your reward be in the life to come. No, blessed are the poor in spirit. There were two words available to Matthew here to describe poor. He could have said penis, which means like struggling to make ends meet. But he chose to use the word takas, which means completely destitute. Blessed are those who are spiritually destitute. True spirituality is never something that we achieve. It's only something we receive by confessing how bad we are at it. It doesn't matter how good you are at the spiritual disciplines, how faithful or devoted you are, no one climbs their way into the kingdom of heaven. Those who feel like they are saints are not ones. The true saints always lamented how bad they were at prayer. So when preachers stand in pulpits and tell their congregations to be role models, to be faithful, to live in the spirit, the poor in spirit just want to climb under the pews and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. There is no arrogance that is quite as bad as spiritual arrogance. If you're serious about being a disciple of Jesus Christ and following him, he will take you to place after place every day that just demonstrates how bad you are at discipleship. 
Grace is not just a means of beginning our relationship with Christ. It's a daily discovery of the only means that we have of communion with Christ. Blessed are those who are not good at being a Christian. Blessed is the prodigal who's run out of ideas and dreams and fantasies and has nothing left and has to come home. Blessed is the tax collector who has discovered that in spite of cheating those around him, he still doesn't have a life that he wants, so he, he repents and asks for mercy. Blessed is the thief on the cross whose last words are not justification or anger, but simply, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Blessed are those who finally know how desperately they need mercy, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So what does this say then to the elder brother in the parable? What does it say to those who follow the rules, live basically good lives, who are devoted and want to use their life to make a difference? What does it say to those who take years out of their life to study theology because they're really committed. I think the point of the Beatitude is that it doesn't really matter what you have done or not done. What really matters is what Jesus has done, is doing, and will do. This has been beautifully depicted in Rembrandt's painting titled, The Woman Taken in Adultery. Such a striking title, The Woman Taken in Adultery. In the painting, he, as he typically does, uses light to proclaim the gospel. In this particular painting, Jesus is standing taller than anyone else. And all of the light in the painting emanates from him. The woman who's been cast down at his feet is low enough to be in the light that emanates from Christ. Strikingly, she is painted wearing white. She's actually dressed in splendor in this painting because she's in the light of Christ. The condemning, judging men who try to stand so tall are standing outside of the light. But interestingly, even a couple of these men are in the light because of their position in relationship to Jesus. Ironically, one of them is painted in scarlet, scandalous scarlet. But even he is in the light, not because he's standing tall, but because of where he is in relationship to Jesus. Again, it's not a matter of what you do or have not done. It's a matter of where you stand in relationship to Jesus. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To live as a citizen under the reign of heaven is to stop thinking about the things you've done for which you cannot forgive yourself. 
and stop thinking about the things you've done that make you so proud. It's about lifting up your eyes to find the light of Christ. Only then can you see how to use your life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.